Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nertastic in 3D, episode number... Oh, 41. 40. Cuatro. One. Zero. Zero. Quarenta. Zero. Quarenta. 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 e one. Fine, speak your foreign language or and show me that. E zero. Did you say Quarenta E1? <laughs> <laughs> you almost got it. Four years of Spanish right here. Are we really at 40. We are at number 40. Wow. So we're not even at 41. old now. <laughs> Nerdtastic in 3D is an entertainment industry <laughs> podcast full of industry entertainment veterans talking about anything and anything, anything and everything <laughs> that most, we find entertaining and or nerdy. My name is Jason Carter. Adam McFarland. Sean Fennell. Sean Carney. <laughs> Jason Pecco. Jack Geckler. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was my cue to get the show started. <laughs> that's the crew. See ya. Yeah, Josh I Adam. love that the Shans are sitting together. There's yeah, just something best be, be friends. <laughs> There's something just so right about this. <laughs> Unfortunately, tonight our good friend Josh Sabrock can't be here because he's heading to Europa, mm. the large continent <clears throat> known as Europa. I'm pretty that's sure it's European it's for that. Europe. I have a question. Is it? I have a question. <clears throat> so a continent. <laughs> that's not giant, giant landmass. Yeah, Got it. Okay. I follow right. you. So mm-hmm. a giant landmass. That's the way I understand a continent. So Australia, Africa, <clears throat> South America, North America. Those are co- continents. They make sense to me. Uh, and then you have islands that are generally just sort of associated with one. But then there's Europe and Asia, mm-hmm. which is one very large landmass. But two continents. Well, technically, you see where I'm going with this? North America, South America are connected. Yeah, and every, oh. I mean, they're connected, but it's like still you can it's defined. They're connected by what? A tiny little strip? A isthmus? Panama? <laughs> <laughs> Panama? <laughs> I think you, you say technically are you uh, connected to <laughs> yeah, but still again, yeah, they're kind of tiny connected. It's not like Europe and Asia would share like an entire. <clears throat> hey, as a kid, I imagine I imagine for years as a kid. If I went to Canada, as I got close to the border, there would be a huge red-ass line <laughs> that went down the landmass to say, I'm on this side. Have you been to Canada? Because there is. And is Illinois it, is was really? purple. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Canada, America's hat. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the United States <laughs> yes. were Canada's pants or underpants. The jokes would be Under. infinite if we really wanted to dive into the beautiful, wonderful world known as Canada. Is Mexico America's beard? Yes. Is that what that is? Hey, buddy, okay. relax. Mm, absolutely. Much <laughs> like yours. You're growing Mexico on your face. (laughs) As I look over at him right now, he is growing Mexico on his face. You know when you go to a sporting event? Jason, tell us about that. People do the wave. Okay. You know where you stand up and you wave your arms and you do it in a systematic thing that gives the impression of kinetic energy? Uh, It's not happening. Nobody. So so did you know in England that that is referred to as the Mexican wave? (laughs) No. Is that, is that true? I don't think ask, that's true. No, it's that up right now. Ask no, a person, it's not. No, ask a person who was born and raised in England and ask them what the Mexican wave is. And they'll tell you. It's that when you're in a stadium and people stand up and throw their arms up. So and, what and do they wave. call the wave? 
I don't think there is the wave. The wave. It's the princess wave. Yeah, it's yeah. this. Gotcha. Yeah. So I I got some stuff I want to just dive right into. One of which I just did like 30 minutes ago before I got here to the show, and it wasn't buying Taco Bell for the group. Oh man, my shout out. That's great. Thank you. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Was bathrooms are around the corner, by the way. (laughs) iOS six. So Mr. Kearney, our 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 token our token fanboy, let's hear all about it, buddy. It's pretty awesome. Like, I gotta be honest. <laughs> Hold on a second. That was such a perfect build. I loved it. You introduced me as a token fanboy, but I will say I broke ranks and I bashed Apple on the last show. Or you as much as I did. I, I You am, were honest? I'm we'll an honest person. Bash. Yeah. We'll I was honest about it. iOS 6 is awesome. Shit, right? I was calling them on their shit. Right. But I also gotta call them when their shit don't stink. Okay. And it don't stink okay. with iOS 6 because it's so cool. <laughs> and this is why it's cool. Is their maps feature? Mm. They what they do best is they take something that already exists. They're like the Eric Clapton of. <laughs> I'm waiting to hear where you're gonna go with OS this manufacturer. So when you take like when you take like Jimi Hendrix, right? Like he created so many cool things you can do on a guitar. Eric Clapton didn't invent anything you can do on a guitar, but he does it so well. And that's what Apple does is they take they don't invent GPS. In fact, they take their readings from TomTom. But the thing they do that TomTom can't do. It's make it so freaking pretty. It's so nice. Their maps feature is awesome and is the highlight of iOS. He loves the th- you love the 3D view. The th- no, no, no. The 3D view is cool. The turn-by-turn navigation is you, okay. you have a 4S. I have a 4S. Gotcha. The as only as thing as I don't like, though, there's one flaw. I So I have a I had a beta of OS iOS 6. I've had it probably, like, two months now. Like, there came a point about two months ago I was like, you know what? It's probably stable enough to put on my phone, and I wanted the maps thing. So I put on my phone, and so last weekend I was picking some friends up from the airport. And so it's cool because you can just go Siri, like, I need to go to the airport. And it'll go, boom, LAX, you tap a button, and now you're going to LAX. Unfortunately, it did not take me to the front entrance of the airport (laughs) where most people go. It took me down. At first, when it opens up, it says, there may be some service roads you have to drive on. And I'm like, whatever. Why would you lie to me? And Siri, do me no wrong. So I start driving, and, and like everything makes sense. I'm on the 405 South. I'm exiting on Jeffrey. I'm like doing everything correctly. And then suddenly, it's like, take a right. And I'm like, whatever. I take the right. It goes, take a left on Service Road 43. I'm like, let's do this, Siri. <laughs> now Why you, would I doubt you've you? You've been to LAX, right? <clears throat> yes. But, but have I been the <laughs> Apple been, way? Have you, have you <laughs> been, been on Siri's way? I've also, you know, also, Jack, I've talked on a cell phone, but I hadn't really talked on a cell phone until I got an Siri, iPhone. Until Siri oh told you how to do it. So I was trusting that maybe Apple had this crazy way to get to the airport. Turns out, I end up in a back... <laughs> Like alley almost with a gate that has like two giant signs that say warning any unauthorized <laughs> visitors must leave now. I and picture I, the planes like just skimming the top are, of his car. Oh my, I'm snipers on the roof by, like, at him. planes, like just full on planes, and there's a mini fence separating me from like <laughs> he's aircraft. coming at him like a suicide bomber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, take this car, take this car, take, take it. <laughs> and there were two things crossing my mind. One thing was. I should make sure that you leave the Maps app up because then you can prove that the Maps took you here. And then two was what terrorist drives a Volkswagen. <laughs> and those were the two things that were going through my mind was like, it's okay. It's going to be great. Just breathe. And so I like flipped around, oh, open up MapQuest and MapQuest with the same address too. It wasn't like they take you to the same place. Took me to a completely different place. 
Like, it wasn't like they both interpret LAX as different things. It's one world way, Los Angeles, California, or whatever. Right, right, right. It's the address. So, two different ways. At what point did you just ignore the signs that said, like, passenger <laughs> Go drop back. Off. Often. Like, <laughs> often. Turn around. Turn often. around. Because he's because like, I, I, I wanted I, an adventure. Dude, I, I was early to pick you. up my friends. Oh, all right, all right. I, I picture you with the phone out while you're driving with a hand going, oh, sir, you're so... You're so per- like just staring at it <laughs> and talking to her, going, "Seriously, say it again." No, right it's turn? more like this is this is. I was like, "There's two outcomes of this. One, I get a new cool way to get to the airport. Option two, I have a great story I can tell everybody about Siri. You can tell on the podcast, so it works. <laughs> so uh, you were holding up the, your phone in your hand. Uh-huh. I met a woman last night who got pulled over by a cop for having on the four or five for having her phone that. in her hand. She was. She and she swore she was legitimately browsing for music. She still got a ticket, and the cop like cited the exact thing that says she's like, "Is that a cell phone that can also play music?" And she's like, "Yes." And he cited a thing that said in California, "You are not allowed to have your cell phone in your hand. It doesn't matter what else it's capable of doing. It is illegal." Oh, really? To have so your even cell with GPS, it would be like, "Oh, sorry, yeah." It's, it's a like, cell phone. "Okay, well, let me get a little like leg stand." Then, <laughs> yeah, you know, worst that's law interesting. Ever. Yeah, worst law ever. It, I don't know about that. It, I don't. It's probably a good law. <laughs> In hindsight, <laughs> worst law worst ever, law. ever, no, ever. ever. Sorry, worst law existing now. The streetlight one. What about was the one the in uh, New York about not being able to sell drinks over sixteen ounces? That doesn't affect me, so it's. Not <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care. In New York, nor drink a lot of soda. So, it so we're not, not thinking good. globally. We're not thinking laws no, across. No. We're literally thinking about laws that. Currently affect my day to day. It's a worst law, law in the world. That people people accept this no cell phone law, even though there is nothing that I've yet to see a number that proves that the what really distracts drivers is that they're holding a device and not that if so you're sitting next to me and I'm having a conversation with you I'm looking at you and that's, that's your more first distracting. Problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you're already doing it wrong. But that's no, what but we're it's like out. it's already covered. There's already distracted driving. So why did we need a specific one for cell phones? And it's a law that because it doesn't affect these people, they're like, oh, I'll, I'll vote for it. Mm. You know? Mm. Or, or they let, let me, it go. Let me, they should let, be rioting in the streets. That's why we need cars driving themselves. Yes. Donculus. So let me, let, me ask you, let me ask you this. What, I'm sure, the, I'm sure what cars. people are wanting to know about it, and you brought up the maps, fe- maps feature, which I was, it, I was actually curious you brought up because somebody like Sean with his with competing phone – what is Sean Apple Sean doing with their Maps feature that Google hasn't done and isn't already doing very well? It's that it's they're doing nothing new, but they're doing everything so elegant. They're and just doing it. They're doing it. Apple. It's so beautiful. No, it really is though. It's really like, <laughs> like Apple. an Android like man talk. You can go like this. <laughs> yes. It sounds like they're doing something new because it's, they're taking you on new adventures. <laughs> well, other than sending you to the wrong place. <laughs> So they do this one thing where they send you to unauthorized areas. <laughs> it's better to go in the back door. It never yeah, takes me to the same door. place twice. <laughs> so you have a 4S? Yeah. So 4S has the panorama mode in the camera. Have you played around with it? No, because the stupid beta doesn't have it. And I will tell you a flaw with OS, iOS 6. I can't download the official version of iOS 6. I have to, because I have the beta, it's like, in wait order to like, upgrade. Update. Well, what I have to do is like do this convoluted thing on my computer where I find the oh, actual man. file and install it on my phone, and it's super broken. So I think Jay's you're checking doing it right, it out right now. <laughs> I have it on I my phone too, and I haven't played. It. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was only the five. I, I thought that was one of the cooler features. Well, by and the way. this creates twenty-eight megapixels. Is that only on pictures. the five or only or on the four S? No, I believe it's five. Is a believe it's the five have a better camera? No, because it's still this is eight megapixels. So it's the same camera on the five. Theoretically, yeah. Now, Adam, Yours is pretty you, high, Sean. I could be wrong, you but had I think this. my phone does HDRI. What? 
Adam, you yeah. had you had uh, the it's got a pretty crazy mode. camera on it. Oh, when I jailbroke it, yes, it was terrible. Yes, but it that was, was back terrible. in like I was. Well, they one. do they do apps, right? Apps. There's apps, yeah. but the problem is, is those never do a full res. Did it work? Exactly, yeah, dude. It's crazy. The, the The problem is those panoramic apps never do a full <laughs> res picture. Exactly. Like Photosynth is a fantastic panoramic yeah. app. But it's just, it comes out as like a super low res file. Exactly. That, like you want to print out. I was like, I want to print out this, this thing freaking huge, <laughs> and it's like and we'll we'll printed it out like this big. It kind of sucks. Yeah, it's it's exactly like I have Photosynth and I love it. Yeah. except when I want to show it to somebody not on my phone. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> and I printed uh, I printed a couple out, and they I think <clears throat> the best you can get is about you know three inches by <clears throat> eight inches. Oh, like, is that just the size of the image it gives it you? Just, after? It just because yeah. it doesn't do. It's not taking individual full res shots. It's taking. Uh, so you're just getting a half ass. Oh wow! Yeah. So are they going to bring? Slick. Is Apple's plan to bring Street View as well? Oh wow, that is pretty. I don't know. I mean, I and think that's an that undertaking. They, no, that is something that they would have to. I think Google's the only people who actually have that data. Yeah, right. And whereas Tom, they're licensing their maps from TomTom, so they do oh seriously, okay, traffic. I didn't know that for yeah. sure. Which I know you said from that another company, and then TomTom does the maps. But what they do is it's a full screen. You don't have like the little clock on right, top. Right, you have right. Nothing but your map. It moves with you and kind of like zooms in and out depending on how close you are to your destination. And then it has when you minimize to your home screen, it has on the top of the screen, it shows you like if a turn's coming up, even if you're not in the app, if I'm in any other app on my phone, even on the home screen, a thing pops up and not only is there a notification saying, hey, turn left at three, in 300 yards, but it is still in the style, like it comes up like a street sign. Oh, that's cool. So it's no, still in the cool. style of the app. Which is just, it's like all these little touches. Like, GPS wasn't broken, but they took just everything they just spiced up. Just like, they turned everything to 11, which is what's cool about it. <laughs> they turned the maps to 11. They turned maps <laughs> to 11. Does, uh, <laughs> does the Google version have Street View? Yes. Built yes. No, the one, uh, the app does? Uh, yes. Yeah. It may be a separate app, but <laughs> no, it's No, no, it, do, it does, because the guy who sits next to me, uh, he, he's, he's he, a huge he Apple fan Google. as well. Uh, David's a huge Apple guy, and he... Uh, that actually irritated him a little bit because he uses Street View a lot. So he was showing me just a way to go to the Google homepage for Maps and then yeah. add it to your – basically, it's just a link on it his – It becomes his, an app. Yeah, it just became an app. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do this clipper. for a bit. Now, I can see the nav, though. The nav was pretty nice, and if you're going to use it as that, if you don't have it in your car. But and it sounds like you're going to get a ticket if you yeah. use it. <laughs> well, no, because got to slap it up. You're to slap it up there somewhere. Hey, Siri. Don't get me a ticket. Yeah. Is there yeah, a cop right? behind me, Siri? Siri, drive my car. And actually, me. yeah. Are you ever me. tempted to go serious? <laughs> never. Are no. You serious? It's not allowed. No. Carter. I just was curious. I don't. I'm never tempted to do that. I didn't know if you guys. <laughs> They'll take my Apple fan card. So, so there was an article. Change topics a bit. There was an article last week that I I read, and and I'm, I'm glad Jason backed me up on this. I read the article twice. It was so. It was just so. F- There's no Woo-hoo! other way to put it. So fucking. <laughs> it was so fucking cool it's out there, man. that I read it twice because I wanted to use it on the show, and still but I didn't. still felt fucking dumb after <laughs> I read it. And it, and and I'm, and I'm reading this. And I'm like, ah, oh, God. I'll talk to the guys about it. Maybe somebody will get it because I can't. And I'm I'm not the dumbest Apple, but I'm like I can probably get this. So I, I I told Jason. I'm like, hey, Sean posted this topic. I wanted, and, and Jason goes, dude, I, I read that and I I can't make anything out of this but it's awesome so sean talk so this about is the, this this yeah. is the uh learn how to solve any sudoku puzzle in like two <laughs> seconds right really i had no idea how to do it it's <laughs> very interesting to me. <laughs> i'm super into those yeah so uh, apparently nasa has a very small group 
and it's lower, just like kind of buried Basically. away somewhere. <laughs> yes. That is seriously investigating warp seriously? drive technology. Yes, seriously. <laughs> investigating warp drive technology. Uh, yes, the warp drive technology that you see in the Star Trek shows and movies. Which so blew me away because even their theories are based yes. even on what they were trying to portray in the movie, which blew me away. I thought it would be something completely different. But no, it's exactly, hey, Scotty, you know. Beam me up. The whole the whole works. Well, not so much that, jackass. <laughs> did you read the article? So, no, he hey, didn't Scotty, touch this. Beam me up just was the saying. Yes, I did try to read it. And <laughs> yes, I, got I tried to read it. I knew some of the words. <laughs> we, that was a problem. We all tried to read yes. it. But I knew some of those words. I read it. Understanding it was, it was a completely, completely different, different story. Yeah. So, yeah, Sean, try to, try to explain so it the best you can. So let me see if I can explain in layman's terms. The, the, the concept in layman's terms. The theory is that um, we have this very harsh speed limit in, our, in physics. It's it's, it's in all of the math for physics. It's in all the models. You cannot go faster than the speed of light, period. It, once you do, well, you can't. And if you reach the speed of light, you <laughs> burst into energy and become not matter anymore. Sweet. You sound so, like a superhero at that point. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but um, the theory behind warp drive technology is you don't move. You actually move the space around you. So what they're doing in NASA is they're trying to look for this little phenomenon called a warp bubble. And what a warp bubble is, is it's a warping of space-time. It's actually, you, you, you take space, and it's like you take a balloon, and you squish it down. So it's a bit smaller, but it still has the same air and volume and stuff. So it's smaller volume, um, but it's, it's, it's the same space. It's just smaller. So the theory behind it is you shrink the space in front of the capsule or ship or whatever you're trying to propel, and you expand the space behind it. And what that does is it actually moves you through space without changing your speed or velocity at all. So oh, let, 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 yeah, let, go ahead and fucking let that go, just roll so, around in your head. So the now theory is it. your ship, you, you sitting in your melted. ship or your, or your capsule or your chair or whatever chair. doesn't ever actually, I hope it's not a chair. doesn't ever actually change speed. What's happening is you compress space in front of you. And by doing that, um, you kind of fall through space, but you don't actually move physically. Um, and you don't go faster than the speed of, you don't, Go faster than the speed of light, but to the rest of the relative world, you are. you are going ten times the speed of light just because of the amount of distance that you're traveling by pinching space in front of you and expanding it. It's an insane <laughs> it's article. It's an insane article because at the end of you being logical and thinking about what you know of, of science and everything else, it it does make sense that they're trying to do this. But it's just even the questions they were asking are, are things I've asked as a kid moving forward. It's and what frustrates me with the space program is is that. We have these huge dreams to go to these other places, but in all reality, and they, and they bring up in the article, it's not fun. we would never have enough fuel. Yeah. We, ne- we don't have any kind of engine. Even they talk about in that article, even a nuclear engine could even remotely get us. Nuclear engines, ion engines, what's that, that zero point well, they technology talked about, that they're trying to, trying to discover? In the amount of time, that would, it would make it not a one-way journey. Right. They talked about that quite often. They're like, these are these things where we could send somebody out, and that's their life. We could and go you would really never fast. know or hear about it or anything else. We could go really fast with, like, these primitive – and I call them primitive because this warp technology is well beyond anything that we could invent that is a propulsion system. So you're actually moving something at a speed. Um, take a 1,000 years to get somewhere. So you have to physically load up the ship with the, the well, su- this was in sustainability to survive – for a thousand years, and I mean people being born and raising <laughs> and cool. for a thousand years, or we investigate this technology, and if it's inventable, invent it, and you could get to the next Earth-like planet in two, two years. years. 
Yeah, I thought the interesting thing too was that they said like the time that passes both like it's in those bubbles and in the the ship is the same. It's yes. almost the same. They say in the article it's the same for simplicity, but the closer you are to a gravitational field, the more the slower time goes. So you'll be going a little bit faster than time, but it's not like you go near the speed of light and your and time slows down so much that like everyone back home is 100 years older <laughs> yeah. when, you know, you arrive wherever you're going to arrive. What was interesting was about the fuel too. They said the amount of fuel it would take to get anywhere like at that distance would be the size of Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Impractical. You know, uh, I made pretty pictures today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I felt yeah. after reading it twice. <laughs> I think the one thing that fascinated me the most is how they go into how they're investigating this phenomenon and this technology. They're looking for really tiny microscopic they, warp bubbles. They're trying to actually produce these bubbles. And it kind of, when I was reading what he was talking about, it kind of reminded me of when um, they were trying to invent the telephone. And the first call was made from one room to another. That's really small and kind of unusable in a normal context. But that technology ballooned into what we have as cell phones today. So just and that now tiny. I yeah. call my wife from one room to another. <laughs> <laughs> so it full circle. You lazy I just, bastard. I just want to know what the day to day of those guys researching that is. Like, do you think they show up? Do you think they look on Gizmodo? Do you think they like spend the first yeah. thirty minutes I'm of their day sure just look, it's looking at like the blog? I imagine like, they have a really big glass thing with a lot of writing and numbers. I think they get totally high. <laughs> <laughs> I think they come in probably high, watch <laughs> episodes of Star Trek, yeah. and go. Dude, oh, what did we miss? What did we I miss? And all that was based on. That's the cool thing about that show. Even if you're not a fan of the show, they brought all these futuristic and scientist guys in to be like, what we want to do doing? this, but what yeah. could we potentially do? I don't know. So I mean, I need, we talk about word drives, gold. I need what to else do we got? My, I need to ask my uncle about because my uncle is a rocket scientist. He is legit. Okay, no like need to brag. <laughs> but I want to ask him about like does my he uncle know installs what fire sprinklers in Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> Saves lives. <laughs> Saves Whatever. Lives. <laughs> Both important jobs in the California yeah. region. <laughs> it's very important. I think your uncle could put my uncle out of business with a little bit of water. So, <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Can Drop I pitch you guys an idea that I have? No. So this is I. You were talking about how we need to repopulate. Like we need to. Let's say it's a thousand years, right, to get to another planet, right? And we need to send people out there, and we need to like have a civilization, like a makeshift makeshift civilization. Here's my plan. All right. Did this just it's, happen right now? Yeah. It's okay. called the sexy ship, and what it is, we <laughs> send exactly because yeah. we send people out. And we're like, listen. You guys have one task. You're going to be on this your entire life. You're going to be on this like spaceship, and all you have to do is just procreate. We just need you to make babies <laughs> nonstop. So you're saying we send the Amish, yeah, and we're cold. <laughs> and because just do it. They this, can take care of themselves. They could. They need no electricity. But they will not get on that ship. That's the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> they will not get on that ship. Where do teaching them how to use the ship and getting them yeah, on the ship. Where do they build their little fireplaces? That's what Can I want to know. Can you come into this uh, hangar? There's a barn raising <laughs> here. <laughs> all, all I picture are a bunch Ooh. of ladies churning butter on this, sh- <laughs> on this like million dollar ship. and They're just churning butter. That's the way to do it. So I wonder how quickly like the humanity would diverge if something like that actually <laughs> happened. It would it would be like an alien race by the time. Like they the got thousand there. years, yeah. What, what yeah. they would become in a thousand years oh, aboard man. a ship, like crazy. unrecognized, crazy, yeah, yeah. probably psychotic. Probably if you think about it. Or better than us. Like what if they way better? What if they get there and that society's just so good? They're already cyborgs. Watching like shitty TV. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have all this like honey boo like, boo. You know, <laughs> all this procreation stuff is great and all, but I don't really want to die, you so I'm just gonna one. invent cyborgs. Yeah. Jason doesn't know honey boo boo. 
Oh, seriously? No, just let him live that yeah. life. Live that life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I watched. I, I just went thing that was like like forty of the best. Just they just took a screen grab of what the caption says. <laughs> so I there's I wanted to mention for me I think it's amazing that you can understand that stuff and I you know thank you very much for putting it into terms that we can understand. I will say this and I mean this as a hundred percent compliment. I think without you on the show, we would just be tastic in 3D. I really do believe that. I'm proud of that. I, no, I, you should be. Like, I, I'm amazed. I love the articles you post. I actually really look forward to this. I'm going to do my best I to support you because I, I love the future stuff. Man. I, love the future I, I read too. it. I was scared to post it because I was like, I'm not going to be able to talk about this right <laughs> There's going to be parts I miss out, and somebody's going to send me an email later going, Jack, you dumbass. Just stop talking like, stuff, about stuff, stuff, Next travel, time you don't understand something. Forward it to, to Sean. Forward to Sean and say, hey, post this. <laughs> <laughs> now it's your responsibility. I just might. <laughs> you come across hey. uh, the replicator technology. I'm all about Jason, it. this. this <laughs> Stargate. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Love it. This wasn't Star Trek. specifically posted by you, uh, Jason, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it your way because I know you know what you're talking about. It's something I was going to post as well. So LG and Sony um, from, from our big TV people here in the room, which I think is all of us, because why the hell wouldn't you buy it? A 60-inch TV at this point, if you have a chance. Ridiculous. Sony and LG are releasing their 84-inch 4K displays. Jay, can you talk about it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, read, so I read. I read the article. Like on any, Adam's, uh, like I read that one. Coded. No, I read. No, there was, a, Adam. there was a second article about like I could do like it. what? What's the point of it right now? Is it ever going to be? Well, uh, that's my point to yeah, Jason. Yeah, I, I mean, I. It's it's other than me who just loves fucking big TVs to have a big TV in my living room no matter what it plays. Yeah. But it's what what Jay what what can play 4K images now besides this projector in this room we're in? Anything? I mean, you're not gonna get that you're up on Blu-ray. About- the 4K display Four on both times. these, yeah, yeah. So, I mean the, which is the, actual, like, if somebody goes to the theater, so people know listening, when you go to a theater to watch a movie at, say, AMC, yeah. those prints that, say, DreamWorks or Disney puts out uh, for the movie are at a 4K resolution to display on that screen, and they're trying to bring that home. But obviously, we're not playing those back on those kind of projectors. Well, I actually think most common DCP packages are actually 2K. 2K. Yeah, I don't think they're even 4K. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So they're releasing this technology. So I I didn't know if there was something I was missing. Well, other than it being an 84 inch like plasma, you know, that you can have in your house. Doesn't a 4K not make any sense unless it is a hundred feet? big because so the, it's, you can't even tell right, right? the human eye kind of yeah uh, it's 52 inches is that what it was 52 inches or so. lower the human eye cannot detect the difference between 1080i and 1080p so like mm. 720p 1080p yeah 52 inches or lower the human eye can't tell the difference really? depends on how close you sit and it's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. and how trained you're i mean there's but like, a, like whatever some, average yeah. living yeah. room yeah, yeah. average viewer is like oh that's very nice <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, but She's uh, southern too apparently. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Once you get bigger than that, then <laughs> you need to. Are southern. <laughs> once you get bigger, you need to increase the resolution. So Jack, to answer your question, there's a lot of stuff that can actually play 4K imagery. I actually think the PS3 could probably play really? back a 4K stream. Holla! Uh, <laughs> but I, I but the, the, the media. Would, I mean, they'd have to no, print nothing, the media. Nothing's but well, nothing shot in nothing. Well, that's well. Okay, nothing. Things are shot in it now, like especially when you start getting like the red epics that all shooting at the, yeah. the all those shoot 4K and doesn't film it's, technically, right? Like not, film I would be. think there's so. No, but no actual but film, thirty five mil. Right. That's a resolution. So there's that no you delivery. Get that. There's going to be no delivery in that. So you, yeah. unless you're the, slow, pay, 
I, I think the cable providers are, are working on being able to provide that because I actually read an article about 8K, and that's you know way down the line, but they're already working on it, and it's super expensive but right ha- now. What, what if they? But they're working it on like so that they providing this material. Time Warner <laughs> like like squeeze oh, my right. bandwidth every time I do anything crazy. So like, Sorry, they, well, I mean, they they're going to charge you hundred dollars extra. But. I don't know. They squeeze my, you know, they squeeze it, and then they just they just they <laughs> don't let any more out when they squeeze it. Oh. They yeah, jerk me off, those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> can't stop once they're started. It's this famous. show brought to you by Time Warner. <laughs> Thank you for the subtlety. Um, but no, like, like, like that was that's going to be the huge thing. Is that's where the bottleneck is going to yeah. be? Is any way to deliver that? So it's like, okay, can you really get that over existing lines? Like my coax line that's been the line that gets television forever is all of a sudden now going to be able to deliver 4K. Yeah, like there's no way. But you know what's funny is you can do. I think you can do up to 1080i over the air to an antenna. And it looks That's brilliant. True. Like, yeah. I had an antenna. I didn't have cable for the longest time. I did everything through Netflix and Hulu and all those yeah. things. And so for local channels, you know, if there Just was, like, a that. fire or something and I needed to know about it, I my never building needed was to on know fire. about it. You, yeah. did, you didn't no, check the I had, face, I had Facebook, no, so exactly. that, that warned me if my building was on <laughs> but fire. But, no, I bought a $10 antenna and plugged it to the back of my HDTV, and it was beautiful. It's better than now I have AT&T U-verse. Yeah. And the signal was better with the antenna because it wasn't compressed to fit through my stupid phone line, which is what AT&T likes to use. Mm. And so it's like, I think you could probably do, if you had a good view of a mountain, of Mount <laughs> yeah. Washington. Only certain people. You could do exactly. really good 4K over the air stuff. <laughs> so you've got to think, if you're going to spend $20,000 on a TV, you might want to move. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going I'm going warp drive. If I'm going to yeah. spend my money, I'm going warp I'm drive. Investing. The but other it, thing is, maybe that's sh- how they deliver the sh- Sean, Sean brought up is that, yes, the Sony version of the TV is a cool 25000 and LG's is just at 20000 But isn't that if the, you're looking to buy, yes. isn't that the kind of TV? thing where it's like, uh, uh, you know, they're not, no, neither of those people are expecting for this to be their, their bread and butter for any. It's it's a proof of technology. Yeah. It's like when Bang and Olufsen released their 103 inch TV like eight years ago or whenever they would do that, and it was 40 grand. I bought it. I mean, obviously, I have two, <laughs> but yeah. that's just because I like that stuff. And we're um, rich. And loaded, and, and, you know, just doing this podcast for Why fun. not? Yeah. What the hell? Why? Wait not? a second. These you two are like, sharing a microphone. Loaded, but we're not putting any saying, money into the podcast. Yeah, but you were saying <laughs> that we're just doing this podcast for fun as if this podcast is our job and that we're not even making the money that we make doing it for fun. <laughs> You're like, no, this is what yeah. you, we do. I don't think that was an accurate statement at all. <laughs> not even at all. Not, um, not close, Adam. But needless to say, like it's like a, a, a proof of concept, proof of technology more than um, like ready for any kind of mass consumer. Yeah, and that's what I took from other than, like I said, fucking Something sweet cool. TV to have in your living room. Yeah. If you can, and you if you can, can afford it. You can do so yes. the way that the yeah, it will. does yes, a yes. great job of taking DVDs. Right, and, and it'll do that. HDTV. And actually they this said one would do Blu-rays the LG the LG actually ha- actually both, I think, did had it had a built in up converter yeah. for that. So it'll take up any kind of image and it will up res it. So what that quality looks like, I didn't I don't know. they probably had it at CES. I'm sure they'll have it at CES this year to check out. Um Jay. What's up? Let's jump over to your industry a bit and a little little article that you dropped, sort of this labor of love. Yeah, yeah, for go sure. into it. Let's let me hear a little about it. Yeah, there was an article on uh, I think it might have been Gizmodo Australia from the guys who made um, dig it. I think it's called Digging Dogs. Digging Dogs. Digging Dogs, and their whole concept is digging dirt <laughs> underground, and uh, I think it's like rolling dogs into a sort of like dig dug. No, more like where's my water? Yeah, more okay. like where's my water, and, and that's yeah. what the article they mentioned in the article that. 
after where's my water came out a couple months ahead of time and they've been working on this game for like three or four years or something and they if for them this game was a labor of love just like for us where's my water was a labor of love and it was really interesting to me that that where's my water to them was like this thing that they kept getting compared to because it had come out before and the same exact thing had happened to us with uh feed me oil and sprinkle where we released this game and just a month before another fluid physics game had come out and so we got a lot of comparisons and i just thought it was really interesting because in this industry especially on iphone and android there's so many people developing that chances are if you have an idea somebody else has had the same idea and it's just a matter of executing and getting it done and doing it as as well as you possibly can so i currently have four ideas that i've actually taken into like prototyping or like working on that were precursors to things including angry birds i had the idea a year and a half before the game was actually released yeah get a better name for it too hot chick toss (laughs) 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 and uh and then uh the location still make that one (laughs) yeah i think that was a good one location-based alarms which came out in ios 5 i remember Mm -hmm. that talk Uh, but yeah there's been several instances and you're right it's 100 percent because the that particular market is just so incredibly saturated with developers Yeah. yeah I had a very similar situation where I wanted to make the first 3D animated film, and then Toy Story came out. <laughs> totally right. And that's actually Pixar. a true story. Now, yeah. what's funny? Pixar. What's funny? You bring up the movies. I was going to say yeah. that how movies are exactly the same way because every time something's getting ready to come out, Surf's Up was happening at Sony, but at the same time, Happy Feet was happening, and there was a, uh, somebody else was actually thinking about a Penguin movie at the same time too. Mm-hmm. Never fails. March of. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> never happens? fails. When one studio is doing yeah. it, you guarantee two others are doing something exactly like yours. do you like think yours. it's a collective mind share? Like everybody – because if you look – because I would say specifically to this room that Shrek, Monsters, Inc., Shark's oh, Tale, sure. Keep going. Yeah. Finding they, they, Nemo, they all, exactly. like, and they Ants, Bugs, Bugs Life. Life. Like are yeah. those things that really are like that or does somebody know, somebody moves jobs and kind of goes, oh, they're doing I think that the, thing. They have to know. They in the have be- to know. In the beginning of those, of the especially the DreamWorks-Pixar relationship, I have no inside information on this, but my assumption is that it was malicious. Mm. That that it was as DreamWorks was starting, they were looking at what Pixar was doing and, inten- and intentionally like making something similar, for, okay. for especially for mm. Ants, Bugs Life, and uh, and Shark Tale, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's about where it stopped, and mm-hmm. anything since then has been more coincidence, if anything. Yeah. But I do believe in the beginning there was some maliciousness I, there. Yeah, I think I think what ends up happening too, and, they, and this obviously isn't talked about, and they're technically not supposed to do this. And, and Jay can even go into experiences he had at DreamWorks trying to pitch ideas. Is ideas and scripts come across their desk all the time that they conveniently, as I'm air quoting, choose to not go with. But you have at that point shown this (laughs) to a producer and a creative executive who, if he passes there for whatever reason he chooses to pass, it's still in his head. Mm -hmm. And when they go to a pitch meeting or something comes up, it's just in my head, it just never, it would not surprise me that a lot of the times it's these ideas that had came across the desk. Maybe the script went to say, let's use this example, went to Pixar and Pixar said, I'm in. Now that idea might still be fresh in that guy's head. And whether they know about it or not says, you know, all these other guys are crap. He's like, you know, there was this one idea about, you know, uh, uh, fish, and this was really cool. And just because he didn't think it was cool, the rest of the room might think it's a shit. And because he was a dick and never showed, say, Jason's script to everybody else to see if they'd like it, all of a sudden now it's back in play. 
Right. But it's not Jason's idea anymore. I think the it's most, this guy's it's idea. Yeah. Like most of those things, the individual person who pitches ideas is more protected than you think, though. Mm-hmm. Because what happens in that situation is if I took a script to a studio and I you know, officially pitched it, they uh, have the option of uh, purchasing it, the idea from you, or passing on the idea. And a pass isn't just like, no thanks, we don't want it. It is a written, formal, legal document that says we officially pass on purchasing your, pro- your, your intellectual property. And so while I'm sure there would be a legal battle for sure, and like if, I, if you were to pitch against a Disney, I mean, they've got millions of lawyers, your wife being... <laughs> potentially one of them at some point uh and, and was <coughs> and was was and is and will be uh but uh you know I, there probably would be a legal battle but i think that the individual is more protected than you think yeah otherwise no, well there i mean, would be, loose. There, it would I mean be, not exactly you know what i mean like a like a loose interpretation if i came to him with uh with the, the shark movie but then i you know the idea sounds cool but then, then the one exec it. goes man but it'd be awesome with whales Mm-hmm. Right. If we did killer whales instead of sharks, yeah. this would be the shit. And guess what? It wouldn't be Jay's anymore. It'd be ours. Right. Yeah. Who's in? Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in the whale movie. Well, well certainly, it's, like a whale movie. Certainly, it's hard with any <laughs> with any creative industry because there's interpretation, right? So, in anything, any legal battle, there's a there's a certain um, subjectiveness to it that really comes down to the craftiness of the lawyer being able to convince a jury and a judge on uh, where where fault really, really lies. So that's where, you know, there's creation and creativity in our uh, right, and court and judicial system. I'm guessing, though, the whispers are much more prevalent in our industry than Sean and Jay, like your industry. And yeah. that's what's fascinating, where people are doing the same shit at the same time. But you probably know, unless you guys are putting betas out and talking to mutual friends in the industry, they don't know that you're working on the same thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and, and one of the other, I think interesting implications like for for water like we, that was pretty much under lock and key for people within the company like you show your your girlfriend your your wife or whatever but they're not blogging about they're it. not yeah exactly they're not blogging about it and uh and we didn't even know if the game was going to be as successful as it was when we were developing it but the, the interesting thing too is is we were supposed to originally ship in august and we didn't feel the game was ready yet so we got another month and when you think about it, put, keep pushing. If we would have pushed the game back yeah. three more months because we didn't think it was ready, we would have shipped after Digging Dogs. And that's the same thing as like like Fez. They he they had the luxury of like five years to continue to push it out and stuff like that. But and maybe the indie the indie scene might give you a little more leeway. But if you're talking about iOS games, you know you're going to run into that if you keep pushing out and pushing out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there there is a thing like we aren't supposed to. If somebody has an idea for an app, I'm not supposed to listen to it. And if you and God forbid you email me or like link in to me and and I you know and I don't know you and you're like, hey, I got this great idea for an app. Let me tell you about it. I'm supposed to direct you straight to Disney Legal. Oh, really? Because of that, strictly because of that, and it and it actually saves me. And I think Jay's done this once or twice too. So when you make apps, everybody wants to pitch you their damn app, and at first it's kind of charming. And after a while, it's the most annoying thing when, like, the guy at Trader Joe's is like, oh, what's that shirt you're wearing? It's like, oh, I work for Disney. I make these apps. And they go, oh, oh, man, I have this great idea for an app. And it's the best that I can just go, you know, I can't listen to it. It's like a legal thing. <laughs> and it's perfect. My, my wife was getting a massage. She was like, Sean, I'm going to kill you. And I'm never going to mention what you do for a living anymore because she was getting a massage and the masseuse was like this woman. (laughs) And she's like, what do you do? And my wife goes, oh, I'm a preschool teacher. And she goes, oh, what does your husband do? And she goes, oh, he makes video games. And 
oh my god, I love video games. So I play War- World of Warcraft, and oh, I do this. God. And she's like, I just want to be peaceful. And now I'm just <laughs> talking my ear off. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a situation where actually you, your guys' entire team came to a uh, restaurant where I knew the chef and uh, introduced you guys briefly. I don't know if you remember. This is about six months ago. And uh, I, I happen to know the chef there. and the Burger chef, King? <coughs> no. Where do you know a chef? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Where do you know a chef? No, where do you know a chef? Is it the master chef? Don't worry about it. And <laughs> then it's not crucial to the story. Was it here at the kitchen? It's yeah. Not, it's not, this uh, is now, but I, I know you, and now I'm really curious. Both well, me and Adam, maybe, who hang maybe, out with Jason all the time, are stunned. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the chef, uh, after having met you guys and you went and sat down, came up to me and was like, do those guys make apps? And then for 15 minutes, pitched me an idea. That, <laughs> and I'm like, don't even make those kind of apps. Like, they yeah. make games, <laughs> not like utilities. Yep. Like, I had a cooking app I need you to make. Yeah, it was a chef it was, app. It was awesome. My neighbor pitched me an app, and no joke, she pitched me. It was a game based on a TV show, yeah. and I was in the middle of pitching it. So it was a Disney-owned show, and I was pitching a game based on this show because it had like, come down from above. Hey, we should do a game based on this. And I was talking to the show creators like, oh, we could do this. We could do that. And she pitched it. She goes, you know what? You should make a game about this show. Da, 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 da. And I finally was like, I really can't talk to you about this because I was like, God forbid. One of those same ideas. Exact time, I'm actually making this stupid thing. It comes out. And then she's like, I told them about that. I want my piece. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's America for you. Crazy Just don't talk to anybody. Shit. Everybody wants no, their dollar. That's why I stay indoors and play video games. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> but I will say that it's a little bit different. Like you were saying that it's different in our industry and the whispers aren't as loud. I'd say it's different for us specifically. One, because we're working on iOS games. If we were working on Call of Duty, yeah. for instance, that stuff is really tight-lipped. And I have a couple friends who work for developers that do Call of Duty games. And... You know, when people, when I'm talking to somebody about what I do, it's I'm always working on stuff that's already out. Usually, yeah. it's really easy. No, they're insane with, with that them. Stuff. They're very quiet. We, we saw it at uh, know, we yeah. saw it at E3 of, with Mike. I mean, I have, I have a good friend of Naughty Dog. I have guys in Infinity Ward and Treyarch and, and those studios. And my friend Mike and Naughty Dog, I, he was my goddamn roommate for years and one of my best friends. And we're talking to him, and I'm like, "What? What are you working on?" And he's just looking. And he knows I'm not in that industry. He knows yeah. I'm not going to blog about it. Uh, and he's like, you do have a podcast. I do, <laughs> but we were you very clear. His name on said podcast. But we were very clear. I just said Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike at, at Naughty Dog, Dog. <laughs> <laughs> but, an artist. So if anybody's listening from Naughty Dog, he was good and didn't tell us shit. <laughs> um, but he, it was, it was. Uh, it's always interesting to see them go. You know, friend, close yeah. friends of mine go that far. I'm like, ah, dude, I'm not going to talk about your project. I just, is there some? And I like. It turned out I was just like, is it cool? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's yeah, like I pretty work cool. for Naughty Dog. Of course it's cool. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> and no, that's what he said. He's like, oh, we're Maybe working on something cool. Done, that's good. <laughs> you know, speaking on like people people like grabbing stuff and, and different projects and creativity within the industry, Adam, dude, you posted something that I thought was awesome. And it was this chart of of the waning creativity oh, oh, yeah. in the in the in the film industry. Yeah. And I and we yeah. all knew. I think we yeah. all knew to some extent, man, oh, there's all these guy. sequels. Yeah. But Adam, do you want to talk? I mean, I have it well, up here too. Do you want to you, talk about the chart at all? Well, I was gonna say I can't remember the specifics of it, uh, but it was basically it was back in the from eighty one eighty one to two thousand eleven to two thousand eleven. It basically uh, compared the top what ten grossing movies of eighty one to the top ten grossing movies. Well, of, and, and original films right, versus well, non original. So it just it just the list was top ten, top ten, right? And then it color coded it based on uh, original remake or sequel. And what was it? Eight of eight of ten were original in yep. in ninety one, and then eighty one in eighty one. Eighty one, eighty one was seven. Right, seven originals. And then what was two thousand eleven? That would be zero. 
<laughs> Zero. And actually, and not, me, not original. Find... Not original. Uh, they were almost all sequels, right? <laughs> they were sequels and adapted. What, what, and what adapted. I love is the two what we'll call originals, which actually, to maybe some of us fanboys in here, I wouldn't even call them originals since they were based off of something already written. We're Thor and Captain America, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is the funniest part about this yeah, whole thing. Adaptations. Yeah, adaptations. Ex- exactly. They weren't – I mean, the, 2011, it was Harry Potter 8. <laughs> I just love seeing the 8 behind it. Transformers 3, The Twilight Saga 4, Hangover 2, Pirates 4, Fast 5, Cars 2, and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Year of the sequels, eight. man. Eight freaking Insane, movies. Insane, dude. That's crazy. I bet you could say the same thing about the the video games. game industry right well, now. Well, that was though. E3 last year, right? How many E3 Call of Duties can you make? Yeah, and everything's a, everything's More. a sequel right everything's now. A sequel. Call of Duty Risk. Eight. <laughs> Here, oh, here's what's funny: yeah. the only original story in the top fifteen oh, in yeah. 2011 yeah, yeah, it was, was Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. And the irony being, like, let's dive a little bit into Bridesmaids, and it's really Hangover. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I have I, I have an interesting perspective on this. Go ahead. Well, there was there was one other one that I want to throw into the mix that might add to your story here was what was really fascinating. From 2001 to 2011, it talked about three movies that were still supporting the ones in 2011, which are <laughs> Harry Potter, yeah. Planet of the Apes, yeah. and my all-time favorite, Fast and the Furious, <laughs> are still supporting top ten movies in 2011. Insane. So I, I think – it's easy to look at the movies that are out there and go, man, where's the creativity? But I think if you look at the thought process behind it, I think you have to take inflation, monetary inflation into account. So in 1981, the cost, the actual cost of making a film was even like proportionally lower. Like, yes, the monetary amount of of money was lower, but that uh, compared to what the inflation cost was, was lower. Like basically... It was cheaper to make a movie in 1981, regardless of how much a dollar amount was. Well, they did have Raiders of the Lost Ark and Superman Two. Raiders of the Lost Ark, which were which were uh, you know technical wizardry in effect. But I will say, like I think, yeah, you're making a good point about that. It cost a lot less. Yeah, no, I get you. So, so you can take risks on new content. Exactly. Like right now, as a movie executive, I. I'm going to be incredibly nervous. And let's take Disney as an example in 2011 because one of the things that's uh, not – or 2012 that's not listed on there – I guess this would be 2012 – is John Carter of Mars. Mm-hmm. So John Carter of Mars came out, and I guess it was technically an adaptation. Right. But it uh, it was an absolute flop for the company, so much so that the executive that greenlit it got, got let go. Wow. And so, sure, sure, but the thought process there – I think was still cashing in on modern times thing and not so much the original. It was here's a book franchise or a good story that we can make into multiple movies, which is sort of now the studios, right? Cash cows. Sure. But, but it was still a yeah. risk. There was a risk yeah. involved in doing sure. the first oh, yeah, one. Like sure. they wanted it. Hey, if it can be a franchise, great. Cause that's a sustainable thing. But I think like the, I, was, I just watched uh, uh, Moneyball the other day and I thought, man, that's like a really original in, like yeah, story is, is really good. That's but I was like, good. those movies, book. They seem to be fewer and far between, and it's because it costs $150, $300 million to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And About I, I look baseball at, with a ton of dialogue. Like, well, you know what I mean? Know, There's those, like all these and, things that you're ostracizing people on with a movie like well, that. Well, and it's, it's, it's like <clears throat> uh, that, that type of movie will never be 
anybody's cat. It will. It just will never be a. a well, it's not going to be an Avengers. It's not going to be a co- commercial. I mean, it's just not big yeah, popcorn right? movie. I mean, right. it could. It's, and we're only talking about the top ten films right. in these. Yeah. And I will also say, in 1981, there wasn't a big independent film scene. Right. right. No, there, there's some. There's some gold so there's in some 81. Gold, but what I'm saying is, is that in <laughs> a lot of these people, the guy who wrote Arthur, who wrote Stripes. Who wrote Time Bandits? Like right. those guys probably still exist in 2011, but they're making movies for a lesser budget. And like Terry Gilliam made yeah. Time Bandits, right? Yeah. Terry Gilliam now is still making movies, but he doesn't. They're not going to be top ten grossing because now there's an avenue where he can make a more niche film that he wanted to make anyways. Yeah, not have to make it as commercial as Time Bandits was, and still have enough of an audience to keep on making movies. I think Jason. I mean, to be personal. I think you hit the nail on the head as far as just where the studios are at with knowing what they have to make right. financially for them to actually make profit and put them into the black. They have to be these sequels and movies that are just bigger and better. And they need to bring directors in who are going to be like, they need to get like Avengers two I, I, is going to just be insane based off Avengers one. And they're just going to keep trying to build on that. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I think it just comes down to like the audience today's general global movie audience loves spectacle. Yeah, loves sure. big yeah. popcorn like you, Transformers even the first one to me while okay yes technically that was a first one so it was a risk it wasn't it was a slam dunk CG generated robot movie like of course everybody's gonna love that movie it didn't matter how good or bad it was for what it was it was sick yeah. for what I like going to see yeah. movies like that for it yeah. was insane the first when he transformed the first time, dude, yeah. goosebumps, and my wife's cracking up as she looks at my arm. She's like, "You're such a kid." So, <laughs> like, yes, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. of the movies that are listed, look at 1981 and look at the ones that were big spectacle craziness versus not. Well, and that's I what think, I mean. Like, maybe your your Raiders of the Lost Ark and your and your Superman too. Yeah, the others were like stripes. There were there were yeah. comedies. You know what I mean? There was a couple dramas I think in the list as There's well. There's Chariots of Fire. Um, boom, boom, boom. That's it. On Golden Pond. Now, here's another here's another thing, too, Adam, and I really want your perspective on this, is is there something to be said about you have a pool of talent in an entertainment industry, and that pool of talent will shift depending on where the most creativity is. And so what I think we're personally viewing right now is not only uh, a hesitancy in green lighting productions because of ballooning costs – but also a pool of your really talented writers and creators have actually navigated to television. And some of the most yeah, innovative true. stuff here's is true. happening in television. Here's, uh, uh, this is a good segue, too, because I read another article today that uh, I didn't put up, but uh, it was um, a comparison. So 2011, 43 new uh, TV shows started. 19 got greenlit for season two. Wow. And it's like it's that same kind of just huge risk with with everything. I mean, whether more ta- – I think the problem is is the shows that are getting your 11, 10, 9 – I mean, besides, they're all, they're all competition. They're all reality. Like, Revolution got – Well, that blew Revolution up. got 15 I heard million. That, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that but, was really good actually. I watched it. And is, I, is it not good? I think the problem is it's a very hard world to buy into because it's they have a very strict of set TV. of rules. Well, like it's a society that, that has no power, but there's a lot of gray that it feels like they don't they don't. And this is one episode, very judgmental one episode, but it feels like they're not sticking to their own rules. I don't know. That's a vibe I got where it's like I I, I kind of just felt like the the actors didn't feel like they were in that world yeah they didn't was, believe they was, were in that it world. was a very it, a world of like no electricity yeah, no electricity it was, just a very, it was a very bizarre you Is know this it, the jj abrams show 
It's produced yeah, by him. Yeah, I mean, who knows how involved he is. Nowadays, I just feel like this produced really me. clean in the trailer. Yeah. Like, and it was just like, there was a weird one. Well. Like, there was just like kind of throwaway lines where one of the guys is like, yeah, I was worth <laughs> I 30 million. I was at Google. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. you just don't buy them I, as people in this world. Those shows scare me because, I mean, sure, you can have a loss, but there were sections of loss that even lost, no, no pun intended, lost me <laughs> on the fact that you have these amazing ideas for a TV show. But but a majority of us in here are having done effects and done this kind of work and know what needs to go in there to make something look pretty spectacular that draws your eye. They don't have turnaround like that in TV, period. And the guys who I know at Zoic who do the majority of these TV shows will tell you. We just have to do it. There's no we don't have we maybe have one review session. Whatever comes out of me next is what goes on TV because they don't have time. And I see a show like that that I'm like, that is a badass idea. Just the premise to me would be yeah. a great movie. Yeah. But okay, you're gonna do a TV show, and you got some actors. I don't know. Okay, okay. Yeah, you I, need to make the effects or something stand out to our minute. And I, and I worry yeah, that the worlds were great. Everything the, the setting, they did do good. It, it, yeah. was, it was, it was the actors and I, the girl. I'm not, and not I'll, I'll give this yet. one. I'll give this one a season, right? Uh, just because I love the I love the concept. Yeah, it's a it's a great concept. And I'll say the other show. There have been a couple shows where uh, effects first season were kind of questionable. I don't know if anybody's watched Grimm, uh, but that shows awesome i mean that show is one that doesn't take itself too seriously and the effects are pretty poor like you can know that that they their budget was low and they tried and yeah, it's not uh, great but yeah. you just deal with it and you're just like okay like that's not gonna and it, i feel for those guys who have to yeah. do because it, it, more than even budget sometimes it is just a time constraint yeah yeah they have a which very is, quick which turnaround they need to, to get these you know done. uh but the other one that i got into that i just kind of i think i found out has been canceled is falling skies which I heard, I heard that was good. Right? Had you seen that? Fantastic! Yeah, I, it. I liked it. Did you like it? I liked it, although it very much seems like a like a, a soap opera for men. It, and it got <laughs> but like this is the funny thing. I mean, I was just, I mean, yeah. but but this is the other, funny like, thing. Like, yeah, but this that. is the funny thing is like Walking Dead. I, and I will try again. I'll watch it again when there's more in a row. But like that frustrated me to no end because of how petty everybody was. Did it, you yeah. watch the first season? Did you get to the second season? Uh, I got like two or three episodes into the okay. second season. I need to give it... I, you need to give... Because I, I watched the first season, put it down, did not That's keep exact, watching yeah. it. And then about a year later, after the second season had ended... That's what I need to do. There was nothing left. And on the Xbox, they had like a sale on it. And uh, I was like, eh, I'll watch it. Yeah. And loved it once yeah. I got like six episodes into yeah. the second and season. And that's what I think that's I need to do. What are we talking about? Yeah. Walking Dead? Walking Dead, you oh, have okay. to get to yeah. like episode eight before anything really happens. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a bunch of people catting at each other. Yeah. 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 And totally. I mean, it's a soap opera for guys. That's the perfect way to describe exactly it. What it. But is. we need love, too. Exactly. Why are we over second? I love, actually, I love that TV has tried to do that a bit. Yeah, yeah. That's tried to bring it back around instead of like I. I don't know about you guys. I remember when when my mom, she loved Dallas and she loved all those <laughs> kinds of shows back in the day that were geared. No offense to even at night women watching TV. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they just thought dads at the time would just be liquored, <laughs> doing some shit, playing <laughs> cards every night yep. of the week. Yep. So, no, honestly, I, I think back now about it, there really weren't shows besides for sports for yeah. men. You had yeah. cop shows. I don't even think men really watched those either. Chips. I, I don't think men watch those. Women watch. I think women <laughs> were the main... Are you kidding me? Do you know tight those clothes Eric were? Eric Estrada? Yeah. yeah. I think women were their main demographic forever, yeah. and it's funny now to really think back and see an, an absolute shift in the people, even at Com- you know, Comic-Con, which I'm hoping to get Jason to this year, the panels and stuff. It depends. A, it's a lot of men and guys who are there rooting yeah. their shows on compared to just girls who want to see these shows. But this is the... I mean, this is the frustration. I mean, I'm sure everybody that 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 I feel like in the last... I don't know, four years, 
it is so hard to find a show that's going to go longer than three seasons. Yeah. And it's yeah, like true. you get into it, and I, uh, for whatever reason, I'm really into Falling Skies, and it's like I, I burn I, through. I blame the soap opera aspect of it. Actually. Yeah. I, I lose interest in it. And the reason I lose interest in it is there's very cool stuff that happens. Yeah. But that very cool stuff is like one tenth, yeah. or and one it's it's of like the show. shows. Uh, you know, the rest of it is everyone talking about their feelings and standing like close up. And but you can only take so much of that before you hmm. have to actually advance the story. Yeah. People have and a lot of feelings though. Susie, you got a show like so Revenge that Sean loves, and that's yeah. going on season three. So. That's a soap opera for <laughs> Revenge. Now, but see, for but girls, <laughs> that's a so, that's just a normal. Soap but opera. if you take soap opera, if you sure. take the TV model. American Horror Story did, which was yes. one of the yeah. best shows on TV. And They're you say, cool and the, right yeah. up front, they say to the cast, even, we were doing this based on one season. Yeah. And there's going to be a finish and an yeah. end. And every episode, if for anybody who's watched this, so, was a damn season finale. Do you hear every so episode. The wire. But that's yeah, what's was, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a, a psych war. The psych war. But yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. but the wire, though, the thing that I liked kept about, consistent. The thing this I like doesn't. about the wire, though, is every season had its own arc and story. Yeah. And you got through the whole thing, and the next one was like, all right, we're going to look at a completely different aspect. And I think there's something to that. War. I yeah. think that works right? well. I felt the same way about 24. Each one could have ended and been just fine because that was a complete thought. Mm-hmm. This was and this was my complaint about twenty four is that seasons one and one through three probably were all that like oh fuck this is oh this is crazy and then season four I was like oh yeah halfway through they're gonna realize it's the Russians with nukes yeah. <laughs> halfway through it's the Chinese with nukes yeah. halfway through it's this with nukes oh so you think it's a, like when you start getting formulaic then yeah. you lose I mean but like that was that was what twenty four did it was like yeah. you'd be like yes yes yeah. Uh, and, fuck! And, I did and, it again. Fringe, it got me again. You know, it's the Floridians with nukes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Falling skies. But I think doing that in the, the cook season. Jason knows with nukes. Yeah. No, but I think the thing Shut. is, is that with those, Shut. it's too many episodes per season, which is why I like cable shows better. Is that I think ten to twelve episodes a season, Dude, and more HBO seasons. kills it. And that's why HBO does kills it right. It. AMC yeah. does it. it right. They get absolutely that idea. kills and it. And The Wire was great because it was twelve episodes. It built like a book, so the first four, you're like, what the hell's going on? And then it all tied up in the last three episodes. That's, you're uh, on the edge of your seat, and then it was like, over. What the fuck? Boom. I'm yeah. like 10 episodes <laughs> in. I've not watched. I'm 10 episodes into the first season. And like, you I'm finally thinking, care, it's like, right? But I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the ABC, like, CBS, NBC are <laughs> trying to catch up. They don't to, get it. to the HBOs, to yeah. the AM, to the AMCs, which are just. You know what they should be paying attention to? FX, which is are killing BBC. it. Because what BBC does is everything's like six episodes long. Yeah. And it's even mm. crazier because everything's a mini series. And so, like, Luther is great. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. It's like two seasons and it's like eight episodes. But you're hooked and you can plow through it on Netflix in I a day. I think the problem is, like, you look at these shows and it's like, uh, from a, you know, producer production standpoint, where it's like, okay. I need to set up the infrastructure to shoot this, and I'm going to build this world. And I'm, you're telling me I'm getting 12 episodes and then I'm done? Like, yeah. no, no one's going to say, yeah, okay, let's build this epic thing, and then be like, well, okay, but now think about a movie. 12 episodes <laughs> a is whole 12 different, hours It's a whole long. different. It's a it's a different way they but, monetize stuff though. Like like TV and movies don't monetize. But stuff. see, see, it backfires too when they try to do what, one of the best shows that was on TV uh, and had one of the highest production values, which sank, sank it was Rome. I don't know if anybody saw Rome that was on HBO. Well, Jason did, and I think you hit me up saying, "If I never want to see another penis again in my life." <laughs> well, yeah, that's very true. But it is, but it is, but it is amazing. But at the end, of I don't the think day, I've ever muttered those words. At the, <laughs> at the end of the day, stronger man yes. than I am. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the show was amazing. The production value was By through the, way, the roof, that's and that's be what the killed it. The title of this episode: <laughs> Rome, too much penis. <laughs> they just didn't have the money to do. All, yeah. They had high ratings, everything else. They couldn't afford to keep penises making it. Penises cost you know? money, dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. No, yeah. I, 
not to go on that tangent here, but Rome was incredibly overhyped. I didn't get that. Oh, show. it's amazing, dude. It's incredibly it's overhyped. What about Spartacus? Love Spartacus. I haven't seen that. Love the first one. Yeah. And then when, they, when the guy got his cancer, you know, and the oh yeah, the main yeah. actor hey, got hey, cancer. Oh, yeah. no, 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 he died. In real life. No, in real life. No, like not in the show. Oh, that's what. Yeah. Hey, the main don't ruin real life. <laughs> well, don't ruin real life. No, that's hey, what happened. God so they, 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 hey, don't speak, tell me who the president is. Speak, don't ruin real speaking life. of real life, I got to go to this video. I hope you guys actually watched it. Sean sent out because I watched it. Oh, yes. The day. Okay, first, let me, let me <laughs> so set this up. Let me set this up to start. Let, let me that set this so up to start out with. That was amazing. I have to give props to Richards who found it. There's a documentary film company who's on YouTube. They have a huge presence. They have their website called Vice. And Vice does some of the best documentaries out there. Is it always the same guy? Period. No, no, no. It's okay. different guys. Okay. And, and I want to set this up by saying, please go check out their channel on YouTube. Seriously, dude, you will get addicted. You watch one, and they're short. They're like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. You watch one and be like, the next one's about like crack hoes in the Bronx. LCD Palace The next in one's about New buying, buying nukes in Israel. You're like, yeah. what? And you'll just keep watching yeah. them, and they're all fantastic. Hunting this crazy one, animals in Chernobyl. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This one Sean sends out... <laughs> Body armor and getting shot. No I'm bulletproof like, bullet- clothing. Bulletproof clothing. It's, I'm like, what? There's, there's the this fuck? dude Sean, in Colombia. Talk about it. There's this dude in Colombia who has been called the Armani, the the armored Armani. Yes, because he he makes fashionable bulletproof clothing. It's crazy <laughs> for like heads of state and like they're like, hey, and I want to go hunting in my blazer and I don't want it to. But be they look like shirt. I mean, they go hunting in my blazer. Yeah. No, who else? Hey, Sean, who else does he also Who's make the big stuff guy? for? Oh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but then, why does it. he need armor? But <laughs> isn't he made of armor? <laughs> so the guy asked that question, and I guess yeah. a lot of people don't know that Steven Seagal actually. To helps train cops. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the show. I've seen the show. New Mexico, Louisiana, yeah. Louisiana, yeah, yeah. New Orleans. He's like, he's, got, he's like, he's, he's yeah. like. I've seen the show. Have you not seen that reality show? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. But the, what got me were the shirts. The it wasn't shirts. just it, yes. it wasn't just military garb no. vests that these people. He had designed actual shirts, kimonos, yep. all sorts of crap. That I'm like, what? So yeah. is this Sean, go, go on about yeah, okay. it. You, you got to hear this. Though. So, was, so yeah. So this guy who's who's one of the Vice documentaries, um, documentarians, whatever. He <laughs> he goes on a tour through this this person's shop, and I guess um, there there's some places where his store is a boutique on yeah. the same street as like a Porsche dealership. Uh, so it's like pretty high class stuff that this guy is producing. Um, the the really crazy <laughs> fact is every employee in his company has been shot. Like that's one of the prerequisites. <laughs> that is a prereq. Is if you want to work there, you test that's, wow. that you put oh, on. Where's my water team? Yes, <laughs> it's a prerequisite too. We have to have been shot. Jay was shot. <laughs> Jay, Jay was shot in the left butt cheek. <laughs> I was just shot in the, the head. Meat, just. Which is why I'm like this. With what was, what was crazy gun. was the With little the was the yeah. little tiny like secretary who's helping him into this thing. He's like, he's like, so been, have you, you been shot? She's like, like, oh, oh yes, I've been shot. oh everyone, yes, everyone gets shot. <laughs> like, and the guy's still looking and at him. He's like, this, this doesn't happen. And then, behind his desk, like the Godfather, like you know, we have to shoot yes. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think his exact words were. I've shot every Everyone one of my employees. Yeah. I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Wait a second. I just understood what you guys were saying. So I thought it was a prerequisite of like they had to have like been in the streets and <laughs> literally. That's what I thought shot. too. That's what I thought too. <laughs> and then I started. <laughs> we only hire thugs. Like we only take gang yeah. members no, and, and victims. Like, hey, you want to quit working at AT and T? Come over here and get shot. Put yeah. this shirt on. Let me shoot you. <laughs> I mean, they go as far as what I thought was really interesting is is they have they have like a a. Uh, a panel with with epoxy or something where they actually put the garments on plaster, and they yeah. and they and they test even when you get the the material gets shot the penetration depth and will that hurt you and everything else 
And this guy, and they start loading this guy into this outfit. He's seen all this, and yeah. this little girl saying he's been shot. And he's so like, they, this isn't going to happen. What do they They put like a, uh, like a button up? It's like, like it's like a button up. Like yeah. a jacket. Like a normal jacket. Was it a jacket? Yeah. It's, but it's like, like the crazy thing, you're not even talking about like <laughs> they this. They have button up dress shirts. But yes. like bulletproof, this bulletproof technology, like, the guy like folds up and is like. Yeah, it's like, crinkly. Like, it's not plates. It's like, this isn't plates. This isn't plates at all. Super nuts. And this guy, the owner. It actually contains warp bubbles. Yes. The bullets never physically get there. But the worst thing. Don't move. There's a dude down. in Canada who keeps getting shot. <laughs> <laughs> God, I keep getting shot in my fucking foot. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, at the end of the documentary, they, he talks about all of the. The guy goes through like this little magazine, like you know these people that presidents of countries, presidents of Spain, whatever they have all they they they're his clients. So this guy puts on this jacket and zip it up or button it up. This is a white guy who looks nothing different than all us nerds yeah. in this room, mind you. <laughs> He's just a normal dude. About our age. Yeah, and same thing. The guy pulls out his revolver. looks like a thirty-eight, you yeah. know, thirty-eight long nose revolver. And he here's the round. Here's the ammo. Puts it in it. Pops it. And he goes, okay. And he does. He shows him what he's going to do before he has the gun in his hand. And say, okay, we're going to count to three, and I'm going to say one, breathe in, two. Three, I fire. Okay, and you breathe in because when the bullet hit you, that all that it's muscle, all this, the muscle, kind of, all that like, muscle, not great English, already. like all of it is subtitled. Yeah, and, and, and he has it contracted, so and he has a little circle like a target on yeah, the jacket. Like, I'm gonna shoot, shoot you right you there. Here. And, and the, guy's the like, crazy okay. thing is, the target is right at the, the bottom <laughs> of the bullet press, like where it stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so the very bottom. So the guys, he's very dramatic about putting the bullet in, making sure everyone can see it. And he says six feet. He goes, "I'm gonna shoot you." Originally in the story, it was like, "I'm gonna shoot you from six feet away." So I'm like, "Okay, well, he's a good distance, right?" He's, he's, six feet. He points six inches away from the gun. Six yeah. inches, no six doubt. Inches. If that. So, um, so he's like, okay, here we go. One, breathe in. Two, boom! And he doesn't even <laughs> the out. And at the end, the guy was like, you did the pediatrician thing. And you said one, and then the doctor just sticks you. But you can see the guy the shaking. Dude's white, the dude's white. The white guy's legs, like his, his, he's like, look at my the knee. It's going like, crazy. He's in. like. I, I just and, was and shot. He, he I've puts always the heard spent cartridge in his hand. And you can see, there's the cartridge. And you can see his hand shaking. He gives him the bullet. The he pulls. They pull the bullet. The and he's cartridge. like, "Here you go. You can keep this." Now, <laughs> I've always heard that getting hit, getting shot in a bulletproof vest feels like you've been hit by a baseball bat. Like it's got so Not much so force that it hurts. Yeah. What I've heard this, in the vest with the plates is what ends up doing. And this, that. Guy, this guy, he didn't, didn't even flinch. He didn't flinch at all. He didn't even yeah. move backwards. It was he, just like, oh, that That's it. Like. He could have sneezed. He wouldn't even really that, have noticed. My, my understanding yeah. with that material, uh, my sister who's in the military and, and does tours now to like FBI and CIA came onto her base to, to test their weapons. She was talking about the dragon skin, which yeah, is very that similar to that. awesome. Well, it's very similar to what he had. It's pliable, basically, body armor that they can have. And she said that that's, it's, it's designed, or the way they explained to her, is to give, but to give it, 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 it basically gives, but then it becomes very dense at the point of impact. So it gives, so it catches the bullet. But becomes, it when it denses harder. up, it gets harder yeah. so that it doesn't penetrate. Like, it won't go very far because the denseness catches it. But it gives just enough. Because, like, a so plate to where like, you don't you feel a plate, it. The, like the, it. Thing, the thing that surprised me the most was when he, he said some of the prices of his products. He's like, oh, yeah, this type of thing be anywhere from $300 to thirty five hundred dollars. I'm like, that's kind of cheap. Yeah, that's yeah. not that for much. Bulletproof clothing. Yeah, I mean, the, he was talking about like w- who his market might be for in the U S. And he's like rappers. And that's and what was funny. He said that it's the hip hop, the hip hop stars, the hip hop industry. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just, I was, I literally was just blown away. This was a very entertaining. It, movie. This, yeah, this I, guy I was literally my... almost blown away. <laughs> yeah, this no, was, we're excited. This I was, could not take my eyes off that. Well, movie. this was funny too. To is, is like. Uh, 
you know, I think of just because I've had a, you know, the crazy shoots we've done on Top Gear and the insurance we've had to do. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine pitching that. Maybe they just don't have insurance. I don't know. Well, it's Columbia. Well, no, no, no. It doesn't matter where you go. If they're an American company, they have insurance. Yeah. And... uh, like literally, we've gotten shut down because it's like, no, you can't drive that fast on that road. That's we won't insure you. It's going to cost you, you know, one hundred fifty thousand dollars just to to get a binder for that. And so I can't imagine this little like, here's our idea, guys. Hey, uh, you know, Geico. You know, I don't know what insurance company. Geico. Has. It's Geico. Uh, Geico. Let's go with Geico. I'm yeah, going to go, go get shot. <laughs> just a hey, so here's the host of our show. Uh, yeah, if he dies, we won't have a show anymore. So there's that to think about. Uh, we want to shoot him. Well, they're covered because he's not the only one. So, so that actually, they might. Well, it's funny. Okay. Goes and he's expendable. I mean, this is my mom's <laughs> least favorite documentary I've ever done. Yeah, she did. Yeah, this is my it's least favorite episode. Actually, not that big a deal because this is a professional company. Doesn't matter. It, like that is such a variable. I mean, I, maybe it doesn't matter, but like that just seems like such a variable. Like something goes slightly wrong. Where so the insurance it's not like like, He's the, like I understand if you low were velocity rounds too. Well, it is the really. best case scenario for that. I'm sure. I could understand if like <laughs> sure if this guy was like, hey, I met some guys who make bulletproof totally. armor out of their garage. Totally. <laughs> but this is like a professional company that makes body armor for totally the world. I, I will say, I just will say, Maybe one of the employees has been shot. an insurance yeah. company. <laughs> the conversation where you're like okay hey guys That's, uh, you're sitting yeah. in an office somewhere you're doing your risk assessment oh you want to shoot someone like that just red flags across the board probably not okay let me ask you guys this is there anybody in this room who would do it get shot jay wow really yeah i would do it at a company like that? i jumped out of sure. an airplane I, yeah. i'd do that you wouldn't carter you wouldn't do it first of all he was shooting the guy in the hip like no, it was, like, it, was, it, was it was organ am it i the only one here hip. he it was, was getting shot time. at yeah. at yeah. about like you said, six inches away eh. at a body armor company. You ever, you ever see that dude? <laughs> you, it, that, it lets me like this. Hey, would you ever go skydiving with professional skydivers? I mean, they have, come on now. That's that's tough. I, I haven't done it. Now, <laughs> Jay, Jay obviously is our dedicated, you know, man of mystery. Man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I was in New Zealand. Oh, right. it's different down worse. there. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about this one, too, is I don't. I am fearful of going to a hospital in a country that doesn't predominantly speak English. Yes. <laughs> because I'm terrified now Including that I have, Canada. Including Canada. Yeah. I'm afraid that oh, no, you're I better won't be able to really, like, understand what a doctor's saying. If a guy's going to shoot me, I want to make sure that we speak the same language perfectly so that I can understand the intricacies I gotta of what be quite honest. To he me. shoots you. It goes through. It's a pretty quick conversation. <laughs> I've been shot. See? <laughs> End of Your story. Armor doesn't work. Actually, I'm pretty sure you broke. Can, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure like you can communicate that without words. Yeah. yeah. You guys, did, did you guys ever see the videos of that one guy who was trying to convince the police that they should buy body armor? He's like the pioneer in creating oh, body no. armor. That's not, the, that's not the dude who had the bear dude, suit, right? Who? No, it's the dude, I think he was. <laughs> it's the guy with all the question marks on his Texas. Shirt. This is like the eighties <laughs> or nineties, the very early, uh, late eighties, early nineties, where this dude was developing body armor, like his own body armor, and he would do demos in front of the police, Jeez. and he would shoot himself with a forty-five in front of the police to what? show this will save your life. You need this stuff. The dude was crazy. You can find him. <laughs> there you go. But he's but a he rich believed, man now. Yes. But he believed in it so much that he was willing to shoot himself to prove to the police. Now, is this what they use now? Was he like yeah, the, yeah. the guy who started like, all this? Actually, no, it's just phone books made into a jacket. <laughs> yeah. But no, I would, if, I'm the, if I'm the guy who purchases for the police at that point, what, ha- what I do 
is they go, hey, this guy shot himself. We should buy his body armor. <laughs> and I go, I will not buy a damn thing from anyone who shoots themselves <laughs> thinks they need to shoot themselves to prove to me anything. So let me ask you this. What if he put his body armor on his dog and he just took his dog around with him and shot his dog? I'd respect him a little bit more, which is crazy to think. It's a moving target. Yeah. This dog's not going to sit still. At that point, I'd be like, how about ca- could you, you get Captain Jack? Well, no, could you get Captain Jack this. in the old body armor and run around the house? Definitely well, not. Ima- He'd imagine, fall over. imagine the demo though, and how that would go over. I'm going to shoot myself in front of you, and I'm going to survive it. And this proves to this should prove stand to you that one. No, no doubt, this shit, no doubt. Right? If that, but you're it, yeah. crazy. Yeah. It also proves that you're crazy. Would you care? Like, no, no. Sean, Sean's on something. Do you care? It, I mean, if it's going to take a shot at that crazy, close, crazy, not stupid. No, no, no I don't no. know. <laughs> I think the thing is, is, I go, well, why don't you just? If you're so friggin' smart, you invented this body armor. Why didn't you build a stupid what? crash test dummy <laughs> that you can shoot? But, not, hire I, but, but you know what? Yeah, hire so, there's <laughs> something to what Sean's saying, though, and it's back to even the vice guy. Yeah, I stand when you take it up and exactly, even the owner of the the body, he's he had been shot twice. He's like, there's something to that. Have you seen that? that you uh, shoot a dummy shot. You don't know. I mean, you're looking at. You're like, oh, that's well, dummy didn't. Mannequin. Dummy didn't flinch at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you see that that that's <laughs> only this big. It's the right? stuff behind uh, they had that iPhone case. It was that rubber that the second it impacted, it locked up. And so the guy wrapped it around his own hand and would just smash his hand with a hammer. Yes, I yeah. saw that dude. That where it's like cool. it's like this cool rubber where uh, it's it's like Play-Doh when you move it slowly, but the second you do anything really really fast, it's solid. There's a specific name for that type of material. Yeah, I can't remember what it is, but it's yeah. So you know what it isn't glove. The <laughs> science Don't put it on your stupid hand. The, <laughs> the uh, science project of the day will be go take one cup of water and mix in half a cup of cornstarch. Yes, and you will create. This the con- goo the concoction oh yeah that has similar that my properties. daughter loves playing with. Yeah, no, if I would smash can... my hand with a hammer. No, no, no. this is that. This oh. is semi unrelated, but it's <laughs> a similar don't substance do that. where if you let it sit in your hand, it will leak through like liquid. But if you were to like pass yeah. it back and forth, it's like a. Solid. That's what they did with Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah. So they, they walked walk on, on one. Yeah. yeah, you can run on it, and the the, 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 the faster, yeah, the harder it gets. Yeah. But just the thing is, if you need to in attempt to inflict bodily harm upon yourself in order to sell me something you're doing a piss poor job of selling your See, I, think, I don't know I think it's I don't the exact know. I think it's opposite. Opposite. I think but that's the point sure. sales that's a great point lives on the line maybe not but there yeah. was no bodily harm that's the whole point but he's you're risking, risking it, it. And selling you on the fact that, look, I took a risk, no problem. Well, look at it Paid from off. his perspective. He didn't think it was a risk. He didn't think it was a risk at all. he believed in, he knew that it was going to work. Right? I just think so what you need to do. At what point do you take that that as like a, I know this, and you don't yet, so I'm going to show you. Yeah. Not to bring it back to Apple, but if you look at Steve Jobs <laughs> and Steve Wozniak, <laughs> I think this guy needs a Steve Jobs. Steve Wozniak Apple has not once said this is going to stop a bullet. <laughs> but that's the thing. But it will. Till, hey, wait till <laughs> iOS 7. Yeah. It's, a, it's an iPhone 5 thing. The yeah. four. 4S, four, four you're screwed. 5, I heard hey, it takes a bullet. Not the next phone, people. but the next software update. Will be bulletproof. It'll be bulletproof. Be bulletproof. So speaking of bulletproof, let's talk about Sean. The Hagduino Bear. He's been eyeing me the whole show going, Jack, just give it to me. Because this is the second time (laughs) I've posted a video of an Arduino bartender. By the way, I was so tempted to send out, hey, guys, we're switching up our uh, podcast topic formula just so that we wouldn't be able to get to your (laughs) (laughs) No Arduino topics, period. No, no no, uh, Evernote. We're switching to uh, Word. (laughs) Because we were using one, one way of doing things, and I found an Arduino. I knew. Okay, hold on. I didn't know what Arduino even meant. I didn't even know it was a word until. <laughs> well, explain it to people Jason who probably Carter don't know. And Jay Pecco had a conversation. Well, they explain that it's this crazy thing that you can, like, program little servos. <laughs> well, to, like, that's, that's summed it up to everybody who's listening. <laughs> so here's the thing. So, I actually have one at home. 
I so have, yeah, I'm like not an, good with it, but I have one. <laughs> but yeah, an Arduino is you can program like electronic things. So when you look, let me give like you physical let me, objects. Let me give an example. Yes. my office at DreamWorks, uh, not here, but I had a a parrot that would sit on top of my desk, and at the press of a button uh, that was wired down the down this pole in my desk, the bird would poop out white tic tacs. Yeah. That's awesome. And that was all done with an Arduino. And so an Arduino Which you, is a small board. It's, it's a, a small, small electronic board, board for people USB, listening. It's uh, like a microcontroller. 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 And so you can you make can, kind of like yeah, cool uh, uh, what are those things shit. called? Like, things? Shit. I was going to say <laughs> well, <laughs> bird <laughs> shit. Animatronic. You can design deals. circuit boards with yes. it. And so they're, so these guys geeked out about this Arduino thing, and I thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You can make, like, robots. And so I got excited <laughs> about that. And I went, Who doesn't what? Love a robot? Yeah. But I was like, Curry's what would got I it all figured out. a robot to do in my life? And I was like, what if it was a bartender? That would be amazing. And so I found so an article about <laughs> a bartender. You went down the rabbit hole. I went down the rabbit hole, found one article about a guy who, in his garage, made an Android bartender. Which was kind of cool. No, Arduino, but there was one that made it look like, like an Android, Android. and yeah. it had like you could like yeah. scan things, and yeah. it was like it was like I'm sorry, you're not old enough to drink because I've given you this ID card, and it had like you. RFID, yeah, and all this shit. It was shit. crazy. It was super cool, but it was not a teddy bear. <laughs> and so this one I found is a teddy bear, and you breathe into the teddy bear, and it knows if you're sober enough to have another drink. It's like Teddy Ruxpin, <laughs> and it cuts you off. It's the cheesiest so, little fucking bear. So, I can't so express. Cool. The link will be up. And you can, so you can cool. look for yourself. So ele- electronics, electronics, <laughs> love it. electronics 101 are that there's these little individual individual electronic sensors, right? Whether it be a light sensor or a heat sensor or like in the case of an iPhone, it's like a touch sensor. Uh, and so basically there's a, a piece of computer somewhere that takes input from these sensors and does something to another set of stimuli. Like, like in this case, you could touch something and if it sensed something, you could then tell it move a motor if it sensed that there, you had touched a button or something. So this whole thing, this little bear, that w- fact that you can breathe on it, it has an, a little sensor that detects the level of alcohol in your breath. So that is a sensor just like any other electronic sensor, and the Arduino is capable of talking to any and all of them. And so this guy pretty much took this little thing and programmed this deal so you can... I'll let you continue, but that, that one piece of it is simply one part of... Like, it's just one sensor that looks can for it input. Make it, like, sound it can so only simple. make, like, one drink, It is though, simple. Right? It is a robot that can <laughs> smell your breath and know if you're sober enough and to drink. And it's a comfy teddy bear that you may want to come Thank up you, with. Adam. Do not ever downplay this. I know, this. I know. So <laughs> I saw that. What's it called? It's called the... It's called, like, the dr- drunk... <laughs> Drunk Ruxpin? There's like no. this Drunky so, Ruxpin? The Sobear. No, the Sobear. So bear. So bear. Yeah. And they said one of the fake names for it was Teddy Drunkspin. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that, and that inspired me, and I was like, what happened? I showed it to the guy next to me, and it happened to be the same day he found a link for an R2-D2 kegerator that, that, that is fully motorized. Oh the head turns. God. That thing was goddamn yeah. badass. Like, it was basically, they took your Arduino bear, and it was like, well, yeah, we could do that, or we could fucking make an R2 <laughs> unit that gives us beer. I was like, holy yeah, shit, yeah, this thing yeah, is yeah, awesome. Is I want to see one of those things that shoots, like, the stream of beer out, so you can just be like, oh. <laughs> I saw, did, did anybody go on Uncrate where they saw, uh, so it's a popcorn machine, and it can tell you, what do you do? You, you, oh, you yeah. say pop, and it, it judges where you are and how far away you are, and it will shoot one piece of popcorn at you. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Wow. At yeah, the, so the there's a whole distance. table of guys around a table, <laughs> and, and they were going like, like there was a machine at the end. One would go pop, and it would go, 
and just shoot across. Oh, it would know where, like where you were talking. It, yeah, from? It, yeah, it judges where you are, and so it can spin three hundred sixty degrees. So it yeah. judges where you are and how far away you are, and it go boop. That's so great. Oh, that is actually God. amazing. Yeah. And that's what that like just thinking it's about the math amazing. behind tri- I know, I'm triangulating like, where a voice has come from and accurately not to mention shooting popcorn. That's hard to throw. Yeah, but the big thing yeah. is with all this is we were talking before, like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about NASA and like why NASA is important, and it's important <laughs> because it's it's getting kids interested in science and things right. like that because of drunk but, bear. Dude, yeah, Dreams. tell an 18 year old kid. That there is an R2 unit that if you learn science and math <laughs> you learn and programming, <laughs> you, you can learn get drunk. Drunk very way With R2-D2. We <laughs> lose because you believe in the science. <laughs> we all go to college. Hey, can you do me a huge favor? Can you yeah. not teach my kids anything? <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you don't want them to be interested in awesome science. <laughs> or interesting. <laughs> or interesting. <laughs> One last thing as we as we wrap the show up and, and, and back to our good buddy. Arr! 2D2, Jason Carter, our honorary pirate. We made it through almost the whole thing. It is Talk Like a Pirate Day. International Talk Like a Pirate Day. It It is. It is. It is. I feel like that was just like last week. It's every week. Is it? Well, (laughs) Jason lives his life that way. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Either sweet like the Scottish pirate. Are you brave? Oh, I love you. All good pirates have a little bit of Scottish. And and, and maybe not all people on here know, but if you go to the website and you look at our about page and see pictures, you might see Jason dressed up at Halloween or realize that's not Halloween. That is Jason. On a motion picture set? Could be. Jason, on 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 what movie did you work on? That was last week. I was a member of Johnny Depp's crew on Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Time. No way. Now, now, really? What second on the Blu-ray do you have to pause it, and how far do you have to zoom in? At World's End, not on Stranger Time. So at World's End, how far into the movie? Uh, If you go to the very end, like probably 10 minutes left in the film. And zoom in like 40 times. On a Blu-ray only. (laughs) On a 4K. Yeah. That's why you need a 4K. Because otherwise it just looks like blurry faces. DVD looks like blurry faces. Blu-ray, you can definitely tell it's me. Uh, Wait yeah. a second! I've seen pictures of it, and there's no way you can tell it's you. No, you can't. <laughs> if you see the picture, if you know it's what to look for. It's amazing what they made you look like. You do not look like Jason that Carter. Was all his own facial hair. Well, that's his beard. That was his beard. beard. Yeah. That's really? what's crazy about that image. That I was. A, I had a, you grew it out for that. I had a beard, which is beard. awesome. How long did it take you? That was three years. You started uh, well, with the first pirate. We originally movie. were actually. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in, it was in the beginning of the second one, right when the second one was filming, and they filmed two and three sort of back to back, but there was like a year and a half while they were making both. So it was about a year and a half's worth of beard. Wow. wow. This is like one a... month, basically. Oh, me too. Is it really? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Maybe a month oh and a half. God, me too. crazy yeah. bastards. Hey, I want to give a quick shout out before we also end to the additional 24, 25 people who gave us likes on Facebook. Thank you guys <laughs> for the love on Facebook. Katie. I saw Katie do it. I love, like this I, dude. Facebook. I love you guys. Wow. <laughs> I love you guys. Keep giving us, keep giving us the likes if you can. Go to, go to our YouTube page. Check that out. Give those likes. Subscribe to it. Can they unlike and then relike? Does that help? No, us no. Oh. That actually, I think, works against us. <laughs> Man, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not too sure, just, but it seems wrong. Fairweather like friends <laughs> are a negative on Facebook. <laughs> yes, yeah. we, we, we don't want you. Um, <laughs> side note, though, our own Sean Fennell has been working on a forum mm. for our uh, for our show so to be able to we're, open we're up. Thinking podcast is a good forum. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> jokes. So Sean, hoping, you want to talk about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to launch a forum site um, for the podcast because I think one of the things that we want to get a little bit more involved in is the listener base and have both them of you be able to. Yeah, all, all four <laughs> of you. Um, have you guys easily discuss stuff and request topics and other things like that. 
um, that we can moderate and watch on and, and just have a little bit more of a community. And easier and, for responding to you guys if they as don't well. align with our own views, you know, stuff totally. like that that we yeah. can really just make sure everybody Slowly take us. over the world is yeah. kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> since One we post at a time. Since we're now <laughs> recording <laughs> in a theater uh, tonight, we're thinking about creating a live stage show. <laughs> mm. I've got a Jason, costume. can you give him a little taste? This doesn't even have a stage. Uh, we're, we are ask. on the stage. Ask. This would be the stage. All the world. The world. Stage. Oh, oh, damn you! <laughs> oh, was that your quote? You were holding on. The to? world is our stage. <laughs> Jay's been sitting there all overnight. Waiting I'm going to use it. this. <laughs> I'm going to use this. We butt <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Tastic in 3D, <laughs> episode number 40. My name is Jason Carter. Adam McFarland. Sean Fennell. Sean Carney. Jason Petko. Jack Geckler. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See. Testing, 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 testing,